like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary, licensed marriage and family therapist, and um, today we are going to be talking about money because that is certainly something that is on a regular basis on the top of people's lists of things to be concerned about and worried about and Hopefully, we are going to get people out of that space. Uh, but certainly now with the global pandemic, this is something that is really at the forefront of people's minds. So today, we are going to be talking about that. And my co-host today is Jessica Durrell. Hey, Jessica. Hey, Karen. How are you? I am fantastic. How about yourself? <laughs> doing good and i'm super excited about today's episode because as you you know as you just mentioned and as everyone knows you know people this these are crazy times you know finances are so high on everybody's mind and you know there's it, there's one other thing that's super high on people's mind and it's our health obviously because that's the whole reason that we are in this current situation so i love that today's show is going to combine a little bit of information on things we can do um, and they've been talking about as far as keeping ourselves healthy and our immunity. And then absolutely, we're going to spend most of the time hearing from our guest who joined us back in December, John Kennedy. He had some great information back then, but he's really going to put everybody's mind at ease with information. I mean, knowledge is power. And John is going to make sure that by the time we end today's show, you have the information and answers to some really important questions so that you don't wake up every day in a panic. You are more empowered to take a stance on the things that you need to do. Um, so do, let's go get right into it because I cannot personally wait to hear from John, but I do want to make sure, um, you know, the quick, the way we're going to get through this thing quickly is obviously we're all social distancing, but you can't get away from a television without hearing about our immune system. You know, it's so important um, and Karin and, and our other um, co-host, Aida, and I talk about this weekly. We talk about how important it is, you know, to take care of ourselves. And it's sort of that buzzword that's on the top of all of our uh, of media is immune system. And there's so many ways to do that. So I'm going to real quick remind everybody about what you can do so that you make sure not only you're, that you're improving your immunity right now, but in the you know event that you know we're always going to have a flu season, there's always going to be something coming up. Let's put ourselves in a position where we do not have to worry that we're on the side of the curve that is concerned that if we come across whatever the new bug is, we have to worry about. So these things, guys, super simple. Um, as long as we start to do them, and it's and really at the top of the list is just maintaining a healthy nutrition plan. Um, we have probably never, ever been to the supermarket as much as we all have in the last few weeks. We've never needed to stock up on anything. So it's about going back. And when you go there, make better choices. Because I will tell you that they, they did not run out of produce. You may not find paper products, but you will find the healthy produce that you really should be picking up on a daily basis. Um, funny, number two that they talk about, which may be difficult these days, is, is getting really good sleep. Um, in a time where we don't really have a normal schedule, Karen, right, Karen? It's, it's like getting sleep is, is almost secondary to, you know, staying awake and, and not being able to get away from the media. But you've got to make sure that you're recovering um, and getting some good sleep. Um, another thing they talk about, and you know, if, if you guys still know people that are smoking, and I don't know that many, but guys, it's time to give it up. If you didn't ever realize how important it is to not pick up a cigarette or whatever, you, you need to stop that now. Um, and it's funny. So the next one, I, I can't even say that I'm going to be able to do too much myself because it says drink less al alcohol. And, you know, we can all probably agree <laughs> 
that one of the ways we're getting through our days these days are with virtual happy hour Zooms. I mean, Karn, come on. What do you think? Well, that sounds like fun. I haven't been on one, but uh, well, I've heard one. about one. You and I are going to have to Zoom happy hour. I literally had three of them last week. So it was almost like a very normal social week for me last week. Yeah. But, you know, but being serious, guys, you know, obviously, you know, we have access to everything because we're in our home. So let's, let's just make sure we're making, you know, the right, you know, choices in that case. Um, you know, the next thing I want to bring up, and, and this has actually been high on the list of things, is Vitamin C. Vitamin C has really been something that everybody's talking about. Um, and obviously, you can get it from supplements. But, you know, again, down the produce aisle, guys, immunity. It's a way to keep your body just doing what it's supposed to do. Um, and then there's being active and staying in the sun, which is important. But, you know, I went down that list because what I really wanted to do is get down to what I do. And if you guys have listened to us, you know, month after month, you know, I'm Jessica Durrell and my uh, my business is I have an amazing device called Beamer. No, it's not the car. It's actually B-E-M-E-R. And, you know, this is a device that increases blood flow. So, you know, I help people improve their immunity by helping you improve, you know, your blood flow. And, you know, with the recent quarantine, it has made us hyper-focused on what we can do from the comfort of our own home. We're all learning how to readjust the things we do. Um, so Beamer, a patented signal, recently classified as a class two medical by- device by the FDA. Um, and I'm being a little long on this, guys, because I want you to understand, you're going to hear this name a lot coming up. Um, Beamer is something that you use at home. It's portable. These days, when you're stuck in your home, you want to be able to do whatever you need to to keep your health and maintain your health from your home. Um, And it starts with good blood flow. So that's sort of where I'm going to stop on that regard. I wanted to just really make sure that we started this show out with getting everybody focused on staying healthy. That's what Karn and I and our co-host, that's our focus. It's really everything that makes shift happen, which is why, you know, Karn named the show Shift Happens, but health, guys, it's so important. Um, And so let's talk more about that. JessicaDurrell.com is my blog. Reach out to me that way. But I want to jump in right now and introduce the man of the hour, John Kennedy. Hey, guys. Thank you for having me back. Yeah. So excited to have you back. You were so incredibly informative um, in December. And I do want to give you a proper introduction. So I'm going to go ahead and read your bio. Um, So John says, success isn't just about what you accomplish in your life. It's about what you inspire others to do. And as co-founder of Candor Path Financial, John's passion is driven by a deeply rooted desire to help others. So in 2008, he decided exactly how he was going to align his passion with his profession. Um, immersed himself in the world of financial planning and became a certified financial planner. And John has spent over a decade motivating others toward their vision for financial success. And you guys, health and finances, 100% the top two issues or concerns, I should say, that people have on a daily basis. And, you know, we just talked to you about how you can take care of your health. But guys, finances, who these days isn't concerned about your finances? Unemployment is through the roof uncertainty is all around us. And we want to put your mind at ease. We want you to de-stress by giving you the power of information. So John, talk, take it away. Yeah, for sure. I think what I'd like to lead with is just giving some perspective of the current situation that we're in. Um, and actually, before I do that, though, I do want to mention you went through some of the, the things in your health checklist and we decided, or I decided that I was going to do a 30 day, no alcohol challenge. Oh. And my wife was like, of all times, you're going to do it now at our <laughs> home with the kids all day. And we have a seven month old and a three year old. Um, so Love I'm navigating that. that. I'm navigating that. And uh, it's interesting, but I got to say drinking more water, like way more water. So I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day mm-hmm. and cutting out things that have caffeine in it and cutting out things that have alcohol in it. It's been pretty transformative. I mean, just in terms of how my skin, like what my skin looks like and some, you know, congestion issues that I had. I mean, stuff is clearing up on its own just by doing that. So anyway, I want to give a nod to that. Of course, I have to ask, which day are you on? This, uh, what day of your 30-day challenge are you on right now? Day 17. And I'm counting every single one of them. Good for you. 
I love how this is just two things that you've done that you have changed and what a difference that's making in your Mm -hmm. life. And this is the thing that we're all about is that we can do so many things with really, it seems it seems insurmountable sometimes when we think about no alcohol for 30 days oh my god (laughs) i mean once you get going it's not really that hard right it's it's really not and you almost find like i find motivation in it and each day that goes by i'm like oh this is great and for us it's always it's more kind of like a you know open up a bottle of wine with dinner have a glass of wine or two and but what i've noticed is how i was feeling when i would do that not only before I went to bed, but then I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I had a slight headache. So, I mean, I have, I, I react a lot even to just a little amount of alcohol in terms of just, you know, how I feel. So uh, it's really been a game to wake up every day, clear headed, no fogginess. It's, yeah. it's been great. It's been really cool. So okay. I, I well, you are certainly an inspiration. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. <laughs> Well, so on that note, what a time to not drink alcohol when you're with both kids. We're going through a financial pandemic and everyone's stressed and worried. But honestly, I think so. I will I will go right into it, Jessica. And and we have had this is our 36th bear market over the last hundred plus years that we've experienced. And every bear market that we've had. and, And by the way, a bear market is different than a recession. You know, so a bear market is just signified as a 20% or more pullback in, in an index. So think Dow Jones, S&P 500, the ones that you typically see on the news. A recession is two consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. And so um, it's safe to say that we're probably going to be in a recession as a result of everything going on. But what I think is so unique is that in the moments over the last few weeks, it there's just sort of the sentiment of, oh, this one's different. This one's going to be so bad. Uh, economically, it's going to be so difficult to recover from. And what I want to provide is a little perspective. The 35 times before this that we've had bear markets, there have been very distinct points in U.S. history where, as a country, we felt the same way. That, you know, Great Depression, Great Recession uh, of 2008, the dot-com crash that happened in the early 2000s, the 87 crash, the oil embargo in the 70s, there are distinct periods where, yes, the face of distraction was different. What was causing the problem in our country was, is different than this one, which is a healthcare crisis. But I feel confident in just the spirit of American resiliency and that in the coming years, we will be more than okay. Like on the other side of this, if you look at just the markets as a whole, whether it took three months or three years or four years to recover from a bear market. And every time prior to this, we've always recovered and achieved higher highs. And so to think that this one is going to be any different, um, I just think that's creating undue stress and, and unnecessary anxiety. And at the end of the day, part of what we're going to talk about is controlling the things you can control. Mm-hmm. We can't control what the markets do. We certainly can't control a virus that's spreading through our country. And we, what we can control is how we react to it, how we plan for it. And maybe just maybe if in the last decade of economic expansion, uh, some of the planning metrics like having an emergency bucket or, or a crisis budget, maybe those things didn't happen. This is that, that, that moment to realize, okay, like we'll, we'll be okay from this one. Now let's adjust going forward so that we're more prepared as, as we move forward. That's great. That's such, so um, tell us a little bit, you know, about what are your current clients calling you the most with questions about like, what is, what's really keeping them up at night? And I'm sure there's a lot, but there must be, you know, a top three or so. Yeah. I, I think it goes back to having a plan in place. So if someone doesn't have a plan for this current, when we have a bear market, when we go through a recession, if there wasn't a plan ahead of time, if there wasn't proactive perspective done before all this, then then we're reeling. Then we're trying to figure out on the fly how we're going to do stuff. So a lot of the clients we work with, it's kind of just this idea of stress testing the plan. Going back and saying, right, well, with everything going on, did we did we illustrate in a, in a financial forecast that something like this could happen? And we did. We, you know, do we know that it's going to be related to COVID-19 or a healthcare mm-hmm. crisis? No, 
But we all, I mean, we can predict a bear market pretty easily. I mean, if you look at historically speaking, on the average, every every four to six years, we go through a bear market, which is a 20% or more pullback. So it's easy to suggest going forward, we're going to have them. And by the way, if you're 65 and retiring this year, you've got 30 plus years of, of, of still planning in your retirement. So there's still a lot of, of planning and consideration to be done. And this won't be the last bear market and recession that you go through. Because, we, I mean, if you've got 30 plus years, we're going to inevitably go through them again. Oh, so yeah. I think the questions that we get a lot kind of go back to, all right, how is, how is the plan holding up relative to what's going on? And I boil it down to a simple question, which is, with everything going on, is it going to impact my ability to live the way I want to in retirement? And if the answer to that question is no, then we're okay. If the answer to that question is, ooh, yeah, we were taking too much risk in the portfolio and we experienced a huge pullback and now we have an issue, then, you know, then we need to probably reassess and create some actionable things going forward that need to be done. You know, reducing expenses, turning on other income streams, stuff like that. Yeah. And and uh, as we're rolling into a set of messages, I just wanted to put out there to you that we have uh, 30 days worth of meditation. Some have with sacred sound to it. Uh, just because of what we were just talking about, how a lot of people's sleep is being impacted, a lot of other things. So that is why I started the 30-day meditation uh, uh, challenge to help get people's minds and you know, emotions settle back down, ground it so that you can go into the rest of the evening and go to bed, hopefully, in a little better headspace so you can get the rest that you need. And you can go to Insights Counseling Center, our Facebook page and Insights Counseling Center YouTube and find those meditations. So we will be right back with more financial information from John Kennedy. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, and we are back with Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary, and today we are talking about something that I know is on the forefront of all of your minds. We are talking about money. What are you going to do? Um, you know, what's happening with the market? Um, you know, what is, is ahead of us? How are we going to get through this pandemic? And one of the things is that we tend to... Um, you know, catastrophize a lot in our predictions, especially during times like this. And, and this is one of the reasons why we wanted to bring on John Kennedy. He was our guest before in December, where he gave us great information about how to handle money. And he is a certified uh, financial planner with Candor Path. So, John, uh, we were just talking a little bit about uh, what are some things that people can do, you know, some actionable things. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and again, just thank you guys for having me on the show. I love, I love what you guys do. I love following your work and it means a lot to be able to be a contributor on the podcast and on the show. Uh, also, if you hear children screaming in the background, that is my three-year-old. I'll just because <laughs> obviously we're all doing this from home right now right. with the quarantine. And so that's presenting its challenges. <laughs> and by the way, the reason that John Kennedy can, can just very easily work while his child is yelling is because he's in day 17 of being dry. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Clear head. And, you got and water. That's, just, that's secret number one. Stop drinking. <laughs> Very true. So I, I, I do believe that there's a number of, of actionable things that we can control as it relates to all of the chaos that's going around us. And the question that I'm getting a lot from clients and friends, and I've sort of become like the neighborhood CFP. So I, I put earbuds in and I go on walks a lot because I just need to get out of the house. And they, you know, half the neighbors know what I do. And so they say, Hey, John, what's going on with the markets? How do you feel about this? So I'm having this conversation a lot. The biggest question I'm getting is, should we keep contributing to our retirement plan? Company, company, company 401k plan or, or a self-funded one. And I, I think that the answer sort of leads with the short answer is yes but it has more to do with your own personal circumstance. If everything going on in the world right now has impacted your family, economically speaking, whether you've been furloughed, your income has been reduced, you no longer have an income during the midst of all this, then this goes back to basic principles of making sure we have an emergency uh, emergency bucket and a crisis budget. If we can check those boxes and if income is still okay at the moment, then I'm a big advocate of keeping this going because what you're in essence doing is this term called dollar cost averaging. And Mm -hmm. and that term essentially just means that you're putting money into the market over a systematic period of time. So whatever options you're provided in your company retirement plan, I'm just going to pick an easy one that everybody knows. There's most often every plan has an S&P 500 index fund. It, depend, it doesn't matter you know, who's the fund manager, but they have this, this fund. If you're putting money into the S&P 500 right now, depending on when you're listening to this show, um, certainly you know, determines where the markets are at at any given time. But from high to low, the US index has dropped almost 40%. And so you, you have opportunity to buy, buy stocks, buy companies that are on sale through your retirement plan. And it's just such an easy one to create this rule put blinders on, not think about what's going on in the world around us and say, you know what, I'm going to keep to my plan. I'm going to keep putting money away and steady plotting will yield good long-term results. So that for me, that's a really big one that I've been getting nonstop. And again, it, it really is dictated and predicated on your own family circumstances and your situation. I think Another that's great. one. Yep. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Jessica. No, I love that because, <clears throat> you know, I think that's, you know, if people stop and think of why you were, you got into your company's 401k or whatever anyway, it's because, you know, every month that you contribute, you're, you're balancing out your odds. And if you, it's almost like if you don't take advantage of continuing now, your, your, your recovery is not going to be what it could be because this is the time. And, you know, it's, it's only a few, what, 6%, depending, 10%, sort of depending on what it is of, of your annual income. It's, it's, you know, in the scheme of things, like you said, John, if, if the fi- your finances are really bad, you may need those few dollars, but if you can stick it out, it's going to benefit you so much in the long run, isn't it? And so I have another question in, in that regard, because um, are you allowed to, I know you're sort of allowed to sort of decrease your contributions, but you then can only increase it next, you know, at the end of the cycle is, have they made any changes in that regard? If somebody does decide I need to pull back my contribution, but in October, I want to put it back to where it was. It actually depends on the employer, and it depends on the type of retirement plan that you have through your employer. Okay. So that would be an amazing question for human resources yeah. as an example, because I've worked with some, some clients where they're comp- they can change it every pay period. Oh, wow. they, they can adjust that number. There's no limit to how many changes they can make. Others will require you to only make one change a year or you mm-hmm. have to do it during open enrollment time. Gotcha. So that's a great question. It okay. just depends on it depends on the circumstances uh, of the plan that you're in. Okay. Well, thanks for that. That was some really good information. Yeah, of course. And I, I think in the same vein of 
of continuing to dollar cost average and add money into the market, we're talking with a lot of people about tactically rebalancing your portfolio. So what that means, we've all heard, don't put all of your eggs in one basket. Diversify, (laughs) diversify, diversify. It's it's kind of like rule number one when it comes to investing. And from our perspective, if you have, if you've identified how much uh, percentages you want to have in each basket, and I'll just use an easy example, but let's pretend you have a portfolio that's 70% stocks and 30% bonds, 70% more risky and aggressive and 30% not. If it was set up that way 45, 60 days ago, I can assure you it's no longer those percentages. Those percentages have changed because the stocks, the risk on portion of it is no longer 70%. It's been reduced as a percentage of the overall piece of that pie. So we talk with people all the time, hey, let's make sure we're rebalancing throughout the year. We're looking at our retirement plan. We're making those proactive changes. Now is a really opportunistic time to be doing that because you can, let's just pretend with everything that's happened, the 70-30 is now a 60-40. It's a 60% stock equity holding. Well, you're able to take 10% of your portfolio, move it back into the mandate of the 70-30 that you always had intended to achieve. Mm. And you're, you're, in essence, buying low and selling high. Rebalancing the portfolio is a forced strategy to buy low and sell high. It's what we all want to do, but it's so difficult to do it. And we, we joke all the time with clients and we say, it's really easy to sell and get out of the market. It's so hard to get back in. Because again, mm-hmm. if you don't have a rule-based or systematic approach to how you do this, you're, you're going to do it based off of emotion. And that, that, that is so hard. I mean, we're driven when it comes to money, we're driven by fear and greed. And if you think about it for a moment, doesn't it make sense that I, I talk to clients about this all the time, but I've always said it actually hurts more to lose than it feels good to gain. Mm-hmm. And doesn't that kind of make sense? I mean, it, when you see your, your statement and you see that the values went down, it's this visceral, visceral reaction. You go, oh, mm. whoa, what? How did that happen? But when it goes up, you're like, oh, well, that's what it was supposed to do. <laughs> exactly. and, and even though we logically know the markets go up and go down over time, even though we know that, we still just expect it every quarter to go up. And it, mm-hmm. just, it just doesn't work like that. So if we can set that emotion aside and realize, hey, I've got a plan. I'm going to stick to my plan. And now my 70-30 is no longer a 70-30, so I'm going to move it back. in. It's, it's in the same uh, camp, in my opinion, of dollar cost averaging, of adding money in. You're, you're effectively taking advantage of being able to buy low and sell high. Yeah, and that, that whole cycle that you're talking about, people see it go down and then they're, hey, wait, what happened? And they, they see a gain. It's like, yeah, whatever. That's also just that's a perfect example of how money is so tied into our survival instincts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, you know, I'm going to die, you know, <laughs> because subconsciously way back there, that's what's happening in our brain. Yeah. So, yeah. So John, I, that's a great idea. Uh, you know, I love that tactic. So when you have, when you are someone's financial advisor, is rebalancing something that you do continuously in a place like this? Or do you wait, or does someone have to call you to say, should I do something? I mean, What's what? How do you normally do that? I mean, do you just sort of make the call and, and let them know this is what I'm doing because this is what you're paying me to do? Yeah, and I and in my opinion, for anybody, not just someone that works with us, but any investor, with the way technology is today, it's really easy to create those systematic rules so that things like auto rebalance is happening. But in this particular moment, we've definitely taken a proactive approach to looking at that and, and seeing if there's opportunity to do a rebalance. So it's more, I think right now is probably more of a time to do a manual override of an auto rebalance that everybody, everyone should have, you know, should be considering having an auto rebalance. Because again, it's rules-based. It, it just takes that emotion out of it. You don't have to think about it. And it's something that occurs automatically. Mm. And, yeah. and, and back, to, back to what you guys had said, you know, I think it's so common that, us as individuals just operate under a scarcity mindset. It's, we don't like loss. We don't like seeing it. We always feel like something is going to happen and we're going to run out of resources. And it's, it's very easy to operate under that, under that perspective. And for that reason, we're just the worst as, as humans, like we're the worst at actually investing. <laughs> you, you end up going against those. 
everything I'm saying, any listener is probably going, yeah, no, I know those things. I've heard that before, but (laughs) it's so hard to practice that. Mm -hmm. At least that's what we find. And that's sort of where we come into play for people is serving as someone's accountability coach on their financial life. And and one of the things, what are some of the things that you find helps people, you know, steer away from the survival and into more of the abundance thinking? I mean, pretty much getting out there and talking and getting in front of people. Um, What do you find? I, I love the concept of talking about money psychology and how well, you know, really going deep with someone on what, what makes up your perspective on how you view money. Why do you view it that way? What did your parents teach you about money? I mean, I can really go down the rabbit hole on that topic. And I love that because it's a lot of fun. But I, I think that probably the biggest factor that can help someone going forward, and I've already alluded to this already, so I hope I don't sound redundant, but it is applying this idea that we can only worry about the things in which we can control in our life Mm. and stressing and worrying about outside factors like what the stock market does or, or just genuinely things we can't control. What good does that bring? Like what, what, you know, that's sort of the challenge that I, I like to bring into a conversation is, well, what good does it bring to worry about that? And we have that, that conversation all the time with people because it's easy to go down that path and all of a sudden especially with what's going on in you know the current state of the economy and and you know world health it's easy to go down that path of what if and what's going to happen and stress about that but what good does that actually do versus creating an actionable plan and how are we going to take advantage of that exactly and and the other thing is that this is where money and our emotions they come in together so much is that the more we stress out about those things the the first system that is is hit is our immune system so mm-hmm. <laughs> this oh, yeah. is the, why we're a perfect marriage right here and talking exactly. about this yeah you're exactly right and you know what john that's why um, having a really good relationship with your financial planner is so important i mean you really need to know and trust someone that essentially has your future and future in their hands <laughs> mm. so that, you know, when you are, you know, somebody's calling you emotionally based, they um, hear your words and understand, okay, I, I have to trust in this because this is where John's um, profession is. This is his expertise. This is why, you know, I need someone like this. Otherwise, you're just sort of flailing and wondering and yeah, digging, going crazy, essentially. Sometimes it's good to just be heard. Sometimes it's useful to just have someone to talk to about Mm -hmm. this stuff. And beyond your doctor or your psychologist, I really feel like a financial planner ends up getting to know you in such a meaningful way and what's going on in your life and your kids or grandkids. And I mean, your, your dreams and aspirations, it's endless. So it really is useful to just have someone to have dialogue with around this stuff and trust that they know what they're talking about, of course, and that they're credentialed. I get all that. But, you know, for me, I, I, I would compare it to, and I might have, I think I did this on the last show, but I compare it to having a, a, a fitness coach or a nutritionist. We all know what to do theoretically, spend less, save more, uh, <laughs> eat, eat healthier, cut out bad foods, cut out alcohol go exercise. We all know that stuff, but yet it's really useful to hire a fitness coach. It's really useful to hire a nutritionist because it's that person is their ability to keep you accountable. There's a different level of, uh, I don't even know what the word I'm like, just, just accountability and stick to itness. (laughs) There's a different level of that. And they have you, they all have like, as you do, everyone's end goal at the top of their mind. So you understand what the end goal is and there's a way that you're going to get there. And that way is not necessarily always going to be pretty. It's not always going to be the same. Um, but, you know, if you, like you said, trust that you understand the markets and, and the rebalancing of everything, then, you know, what we're trying to do today is really ease people's minds and have them, you know, if they're local, reach out to you directly, um, you know, if they're out of the country or whatever, just, you know, have know what they need to ask a financial planner if they need yeah. to find a financial planner. Of course, you know, and I, and I also would say to that comment, similar to when you hear from your, your personal trainer, or your fitness coach, 
that, hey, you're slacking and I can tell and you need to, like, it's time to step it up. You don't like mm-hmm. hearing that, but you also know that that's coming from a good place. Yep. I feel the same way. I, I, I do think that my personality leans towards the side of optimism and positivity, but I do try to temper that a little bit because I, I at the same time, my job is to hold somebody accountable to their situation. And if mm-hmm. we're falling off the rails, not because of outside factors we can't control, but because of, you know, we're not able to save or hit these these markers that we tried to hit, it is my job to sometimes have tough conversation too. Yep. Uh, so we you know, have to embrace that a little bit and lean into it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's why we hire someone, right? Because there's, here's the thing. The personal trainer knows how to do the, the movements correctly so you don't get hurt. The financial planner knows the ins and outs and whatnot. That's specialized knowledge, you know, that other people don't have. We cannot know everything about every field. So this is why we hire somebody who knows, who can take your hand and lead the way and show you which way to go and slap you upside the head when you need it, right? That's right. <laughs> right. And you do it with it's such a nice smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I love you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we are going to be right back after a couple of messages. So you'll definitely want to come back because uh, John has such good information about how to handle your money and how do you get through this pandemic and in a, in a good place. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Welcome back to Shift Happens. I am Karen Weary, and today we are talking about a topic that is on the forefront of everyone's mind right now, whether you have it or you don't have it, whether you're worried about losing it, how do you keep on to what you already have, and what is that? It's money. So yes. today, today, my co-host, Jessica Durrell, is here with me, along with our second time guest, John Kennedy of Candar Path, and he is here to make it real and to provide real information about, you know, what we can do about our money. Yeah, and I hope you guys have uh, been taking a lot of notes because a lot of the information that John is sharing with us is so important. Um, it's all, you know, you would think, oh, it's obvious, like you sort, sort of John alluded to. It's things that we know we should do, questions we know we should ask, things that we don't always do. And if there has ever been a time to be really accountable to your finances and know that they're your finances, it's your money, it's your future, you need to be on top of these things. Um, you know, John's giving us some really great ways and, you know, to think about it. He's uh, easing our minds to some extent so that we understand this isn't, you know, the current situation happens every few years. Um, if you have a really good financial planner, they get it. Um, but you need to be on the same page. I mean, you know, information is going to really help put your mind at ease. So John, I know um, in this final segment, you really wanted to focus on some refinancing stuff. So take it away. 
Yeah, absolutely. And before I do that, I, I do want to piggyback on something in the second segment that we talked about, which at the end of the day, it is time invested in the market, not timing. So we talked about rebalancing. We talked about systematically adding into the market, but I, I can't I can't let this this part go. I read this statistic from I believe it was produced by the Capital Group, and it suggested over the last twenty years, if you had invested money in just the index, the S and P five hundred, if you missed the ten best days in the market your return would have been cut in half by a third, or I'm sorry, it would have been reduced by a third. Wow. And if you missed the, it was like the 30 best days in the market, it was more than half. I mean, so think about that for a moment, you know, 365 days in a year over the course of 10 years and missing just some of these really meaningful days can have a, have a huge detrimental impact, which sort of goes back to this idea of why it's just too hard to time this thing. So creating these rules so that you're you're buying you're buying low and selling high and you're rebalancing that stuff really goes a long way and it's it just sort of speaks to the comp, you know um, compounding interest and time value of money which are principles that some of the listeners have probably also heard but yeah so so I I, I had to I couldn't let that go without no without good saying thanks that. for recapping <laughs> that for us yeah. no that's really good but back to the refinancing thing. We've seen the Federal, the Federal Reserve, as everyone else did. I, I actually remember I was walking my son on a Sunday and the Fed Reserve had this emergency meeting and they said, we're cutting the Fed funds rate to zero. And I just, my jaw dropped <laughs> along with probably the rest of America thinking, what? How? And so that's, that's what the, the Federal Reserve did. Fed funds rate brought down to, to zero. And there's a ripple effect that occurs as a result of that that will probably continue to occur over the coming months. So logically, most of us sort of go to financing a, a mortgage on a home, refinancing a mortgage on a home, and the thought that, whoa, the Fed funds rate is zero, we're going to get an awesome rate, and we're gonna, it's going to be so low. And historically, we still are at some all-time lows for debt financing. But actually, uh, surprisingly, as, as we record this, interest rates for mortgages slightly went up. <laughs> which there's it's it's not so it's not correlated one to one to what the fed funds rate is doing it has more to do with other factors such as supply and demand we had this influx of of applications that we saw as a country trying to refinance their mortgage and capture a 30 year loan in like the high twos which i think would have been really really hard to do but the message here is if we can take everything that's going on if we're if we're in the accumulation phase of our life and we have to borrow. To, I mean, debt's not not an awesome option, but to some degree, it's also a, a necessary evil. You know, we have to be able to to finance a mortgage for most people in order to buy a home or or to buy a car or to start a business. And I really feel like for a fairly extended period of time, we're going to have rates at all time lows. And that includes mortgage rates and refinance rates. I think that they're going to they're going to probably go lower from where they are right now, and it's going to provide a lot of people an opportunity that were north of five percent prior to all of this to potentially refinance and capitalize on real. I mean, if you think about it, that that's real money coming in the door that you can save by doing a refinance. Now, mm -hmm. of course, there's other costs that go into that, and so it's not a be all end all recommendation, but it's at least something to be thinking about proactively in this time. And the same goes for, uh, you know, if, if someone was in the mindset of starting a business in 2020, it'd be really easy to go, wow, with everything happening, I don't want to do that now. I'm going to hold off. And maybe that's sage advice. I don't know. But I can also tell you that if you were ready to start a business and you had all the other, your ducks in a row, that it's probably, you know, it's probably itching you to do that. And you got to, you got to answer that calling to start that business that you were going to do. And you can finance you know, SBA loans at, at really, really low, low rates right now. So I think that the rates being reduced will ultimately yield economic stimulus and impact as a result of people being able to borrow. Obviously, we want to be mindful of how we borrow. We want to be smart about how we borrow. But savings on interest rates, whether it's auto loans, mortgage refinances, starting a business, you name it, that's, that's definitely going to be there for, for an extended period of time. Yeah, that sounds really great. So, you know, so it's just a matter of figuring out what it, what the, uh, 
payoff is if with regards to reduction in monthly expenses versus how much it costs to do the refinancing um, and what you might be able to pull out to pay something else off. You know, so, so is that something that you discuss with people like to look at that whole thing? Because if you're someone like me, who's a little challenged when it comes to numbers, <laughs> then I, I don't, I, I definitely want to have a second opinion of somebody who really knows their numbers when I do something like that. Yeah. We believe if it affects someone's life financially, we should be talking with someone about it. Mm. So although I'm not a, mortgage broker and and that's not the world I live in. We also have pretty good perspective on on what that should look like, certain markers that we want to hit and if it makes sense and if it's going to actually save you real money on a monthly basis. And for a lot of people I I genuinely think it will. I really do. And and on that same on that same track, although most people kind of assume a financial advisor might be the guy or gal that talks about stocks and bonds and rebalancing, which I spent a lot of time talking about that. I also would argue that more important than any of those things is making sure that you've got your emergency bucket lined up, that you, that you know how to go into operation crisis budget. I mean, I've mentioned it several times now, but I probably didn't give it a, enough uh, context. That is so, so important right now. I, we're talking with families on a daily basis that they were business owners that their, their revenue is down 80, 90% right now, mm-hmm. or they're, they were a sales rep at a company and they've been furloughed or their income has been cut in half yep. until further notice. I mean, those are, those are real problems. I mean, forget yeah. thinking about your portfolio for a moment. It's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You're, that gets pushed all of a sudden. You're not even worried about that right now because you're worried about continuing to, to maintain your living and make a wage and make an income. So and, I have a really I'm sorry, finish that because I do have a question oh. on that. Oh, go ahead, so, Jessica. you know, obviously these days they, um, I guess the government, but they've made some some important changes in um, our ability to access retirement funds without penalty, um, which I think is huge. Um, you know, so talk a little bit to that and how, you know, because these days when you think about, um, you know, how wonderful it, it would be if you were in the position to refinance and how helpful that would be. And then we talk about how many people, over 7 million people now are unemployed. Um, you know, it's, you know, it sort of stinks that, you know, now would have been a great opportunity for them to take advantage of that. But, you know, on the other side, you talk about having our, our slush funds. Um, and I would imagine, you know, a couple of months, you know, like, you know, a lot of people living paycheck to paycheck may, you know, have gone through that. So talk a little bit about how you, you know, if you do recommend to your clients, um, tapping into that, obviously, you know, altering our, our um, 401k and our IRAs is not something we want to do because it has its purpose for retirement. But, you know, What's your thought on that? Yeah, I don't recommend it or encourage it, but we also recognize that that is now an option as part of part of the stimulus and everything that's that's come out over the last few weeks. So for us, it sort of goes back to this concept of, and you're right, by the way. I mean, the average American is basically two months away from bankruptcy at any given time. I mean, it's a big deal. There, there's a you know there's a fundamental financial. Uh, problem. And, and it's a, a lot of fixing that has to do with being able to control our own circumstances, creating discipline in our own circumstances, and being able to save for something that is just not fun. Creating an emergency bucket is probably the least exciting thing that I have with that I talk about with any client. And they all want to jump to investment and they all want to jump to tax strategy because that stuff's cool and it's got appeal. But the emergency bucket's the number one thing because we need to be able to over a three to six month or maybe even longer, depending on what allows someone to sleep at night, we need to be able to have that runway to make sure that you're not going to be impacted within two to three weeks of the economy being shut down. What's happening right now is truly unprecedented. I mean, the, yeah. the shutdown of our US economy the way that it has been, it's, it's unprecedented. So it has impacted so many people. And I think it's an eye opener for a lot of people that yes, I need to have this. So although I'm of the camp that I want to be adding money to the retirement plan, not pulling money from it. They did create that option. So there's, you know, if you're contributing to a retirement plan, you can take a distribution from that as part of, of, and I, I'm not sure if the 
all the metrics are out yet on what you have to prove to show that this is coronavirus related, like the, the economic impact is coronavirus related to you, but you can and now take a distribution from yeah. your retirement plan and you can avoid the 10% penalty that otherwise would have been associated with it. Now, mm-hmm. you still have to pay taxable income, though. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. something that I think a lot of people often forget. You do have the option. So this is a bit of an actionable thing. But you do have the option, if you take that, to pay the tax in full in 2020 or spread it over the next three years. Mm-hmm. So you do have a little bit of flexibility and choice in that. But for me, it goes back to the fundamentals. I want to know that we can that we can withstand this without having to pull from exactly. this bucket. Because that bucket is long-term money. Yeah. It, when you put money into a retirement account, you're putting it in for 60 plus, like age 60 and, and over, yeah. really. Yeah. And for that, it's going to be invested appropriately. That means it's going to be a little more aggressive, most likely. Mm-hmm. So that money's going to be down. So it's it's really doing the opposite of, of what yeah. we want to do. But it's a very useful option, Jessica. I'm glad you mentioned it because I wouldn't have thought to, to bring that up. But it is a very useful option that someone can take from that without penalty right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And just like that, another hour went by. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's such incredible information. I feel so much better always, you know, just hearing from you, John. Um, Oh, thank you guys. It just, it makes you think about what's important and how to do things. And you always have to save for a rainy day. Yeah. (laughs) And it is actually raining right now. So there you go. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, so so you can reach John at Candor Path. He's in uh, Altamont, right? Maitland. Uh, Maitland, yeah. Maitland, okay, <laughs> somewhere in that. It's all the same yeah. thing. Anyway, but we will have uh, John's contact information in our link. And uh, Jessica, you can uh, contact her. You can reach all of us on our Shift Happens Facebook page. That's right. So with that, we want to go ahead and uh, wish you all, help you rest assured, we will get through this. It may not be pretty for a little bit, but we are going to get through this. And 100%. For sure. So take care of your health, eat some greens, get some exercise, save some money, And we will be back with you next Tuesday. Go out there and shine your beautiful, unique selves. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.